It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller were with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. A lot of Valley conversation early in the program. BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. Kind of, Trent, we're turning the clock back to restaurant radio in some respects. <laughs> yes. We're going to have our friend Andy from Claxons. We do it uh, most every year around the Super Bowl. Uh, Andy's so good to us. If you listen to our show on a regular basis, you're probably aware that every Friday, uh, Trent and I have uh, a couple of gift certificates to give away from Claxons uh, this Friday. Super Bowl Friday will be no different, but uh, give Andy a little bump here. Uh, he's got a Super Bowl special coming on if you're hosting a party if your family's going to watch it you'll need some grub and uh claxton's can take care of you and i don't care if you're in waukee or whatever part of central iowa you're in it's worth the drive uh to uh el tuna claxton's claxon bbq.com andy at 10 30 lee sterling who joins Trent and I to talk sports gambling and sports handicapping uh, throughout the regular college football season, is back with his NFL uh, picks, and he will join us about 10.45 from Paramount Sports. I thought we'd save some time after that for Trent and I to opine a little bit on some of the props that we've identified that uh, we may be investing in. And then uh, with uh, Nebraska paying a visit to Carver-Hawkeye on Sunday, not that we need an excuse to talk to our friend Sipple, but uh, they're making some news over in Lincoln. Hoiberg did get a win last night. Yes, he a did. Much needed win last night. Uh, it was good to see. But you know what? Uh, maybe my main takeaway, not the game itself. Boy, the fans really needed that one. They really and truly did. And they were appreciative of the effort, I think. Yeah. Watching it, listening to Pinnacle Bank, the fan base. Um, you know, just getting that payoff, if you will, for the cold nights when you get in your car and you drive to downtown Lincoln to a game and get back in the car with oh, another loss. Oh, they blew it again. But anyways, um, I get it. Nebraska basketball does not move the needle. <laughs> but Sipple does with us, and he will join us about 1125. Get the latest. they got a couple of quarterbacks over there that will compete. One from Texas, one with Iowa State Kai's ties. Well, family ties uh, in uh, Chubba Purdy. So we'll talk to Sip at about 11.25. Trent's play of the day, Circus Sports sponsors. He cooled off yesterday, only went 2-2. Two 2-2. And two. Two and two. Right? Head so above that water for the week. 9-3. and 9-3. and three. I'll take that every week. Heck yeah, you would. 9-3 every single day of the week. Uh, so let's um, get to the play that mm, I think is kind of dominated, at least locally, mm-hmm. uh, with the Valley. And how about those UNI Panthers who find themselves yeah. this morning Right on top of those standings, Trent. It didn't look like this was going to be their year. Mm-hmm. All the way back in December, non-con season wasn't going their way. But lo and behold, there's Jacobson's team at the top of the standings. And four to go, including some big ones. Yeah, in front couple of them. with Loyola, right? You get Loyola twice. Still have one more left with Missouri State. I mean, yes, in Oof. in a lot of ways, most teams control their own destiny. It's true. 
They absolutely do, and it starts for them on Sunday at Loyola. And that's a late game, is it not? I th- I think it butts right up against the Super Bowl. 3 o'clock. That's what I thought. Lead right in. Iowa-Nebraska at 1. You and I, Loyola, good afternoon. at 3. Although I, like, I kind of like, well, I'm going to watch the Iowa-Nebraska game. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like the pregame stuff. For Do you? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm one of the. If it comes on at eleven, I'm in front of my TV at eleven. Yeah, because I know this is it <laughs> until August uh, with the Hall of Fame game. And man, oh man, oh man, do I love that! <laughs> just that it's first, right? Getting football back. Yeah, just getting football back. Uh, so let's talk about the inbounds play last night. And look, if you show this play to, I don't know, ten different people. I think that folks will you'll either take a side. Did DeVries touch the ball? And I'm on that side. Mm-hmm. Or no, he didn't touch the ball. And was it Clay, number five? I think it's Clay, uh, that inbounded the ball, double-clutched the ball, kind of fumbled it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, was it an illegal play? He's standing out of bounds. If Tucker, here's, and I don't know the rule. I think I do, but I'm not 100% sure. So if Tucker Carlson, I know this part of it. Tucker he, DeVries. Tucker Carlson. Tucker DeVries. Going to get us in trouble. Tucker Carlson. <laughs> um, if Tucker DeVries touches the ball and then it goes back to Clay, who's still out of bounds, mm-hmm. that's straight basketball. As long as Tucker DeVries is behind the line. Right. He couldn't have gone over. Right. right. If he's reaching across when he touches that, that's Correct. actually technical. Right. You have to, yeah. You yes. cannot do it. Any part of your body right. cannot cross, the, but he didn't. Right. He was, he was behind the line. Tucker DeVries was. I apologize, Tucker DeVries. Maybe I know. Maybe you're a fan uh, of the other one. Um, what did you see? I didn't think he made contact you with the basketball. You didn't think he did, see? And we were watching the replay, yeah. you and I here, before the show. Yeah. And I saw nothing definitive, at the very least, that he touched it. So, one way or the other. It's an easy call. If DeVries touches yeah. it, it goes back to the Missouri State player. He's out of bounds. Out of bounds, Drake basketball. That's easy. So we're trying right. to figure out what the rule is on this play. Can you double clutch? Can you double clutch? So I just talked to a basketball official over and in he, Eastern Iowa. He, the most eight player, Clay, he's clearly across the, the, the out of bounds line with his hands, with, with his, his arms. Hands. Right. So help me out. What did he say? He said the inbound does not begin until it is touched by another player. Oh. As okay. you're inbounding the basketball, you. First of all, there's no travel violation. Right. None whatsoever. I agree. You can't run unless it's a made basket out of mm-hmm. bounds. But you can move side to side. They say upwards of three feet is the general rule. You have three mm-hmm. feet to move side to side, and you can go forward and backwards as far as you can. Now, mm-hmm. we know there's cameramen and everything behind you. You can't get real far back, but you can go as close to the line and as far back as you want and side to side up to three feet on that inbound. You can shuffle your feet the whole time as long as you are quote-unquote, stationary while doing it. That doesn't really pertain to this, but it does not begin until the inbound is in it. And so you could drop the basketball on an inbound. We saw the bobble, and that's where I thought the violation might have been initially. When he bobbled Mm -hmm. that ball, kind of faked the pass, if you will, regathered, that's a violation. Mm -hmm. According to this official, that is not the case. He believes that this was called correctly Unless DeVries touched the basketball. Well, and the reason I think he did, Trent, is is the ball's going toward Drake's back. Not very far, mm-hmm. but he's standing out of bounds under his own basket. He double clutches. He loses the possession of the ball, starts to fumble a little bit, and it's on the court. It's going towards Drake's basket. 
And all of a sudden, it starts coming back the other way. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, well, DeVries had to, because you could see his fingers go up underneath. I'm thinking, what? That, it's physics. That's had to be the case. But I think that's the Missouri State player. It might be. Gathering the more it back. I look at yeah, it, the it, more I'm thinking, I really can't tell. You can't. And the, here's the other part. It wasn't reviewable. Even if it was right, reviewable, right. though, there's nothing that you can determine exactly what happened. In that, they had a great view, too. They did. They were right, right on the, the camera. Work, great camera right work Right on the there, baseline. And a great crew calling yes, that game yeah, last night, was. too. Yep. With Holdis and Emenecker. Yep. But I, there's nothing, I think, that would have overturned it. Nothing that could be done. But to the letter of the law, unless yep. DeVries touched it, the play was called correctly by the officials. So this is the best look that I got. I'm going to send it. I'm going to send it to you. Maybe you can retweet it from our account. Okay. Uh, the Miller and Conda account, so you can see it for yourself. And again, hit those two arrows in the bottom right hand corner <laughs> so you can enlarge it. It's so damn close. I just well, it was a big play. It was, and, and uh, it was a big win for most state. And I don't want to say it was a bad loss for Drake, but when you consider there's precious few games left mm-hmm. uh, in the regular season, and that's now back to back losses with pa- the Panthers coming in and knocking knocking them off over the weekend. Um, it, are are Drake's hopes of winning the outright regular season title dashed? Well, going to take a lot. I have something for you. You know what happens as we get closer and closer to March? Yes, we got to get out mreds yeah. not nothing dot net slash whatever, and you break things down with. Uh, we use this about two weeks. This resource about two weeks out of the year. So and, I mean, and it's three. great, and I absolutely love it. So let's look here at the Missouri Valley Conference. This projects. Who wins each game by, I believe, Sagarin is what they use, the computer model that they use. So you calculate the seeds according to that. Home field, home court put in there. Loyola still wins the conference mm-hmm. at 15-3. and three. Missouri State alone Ridiculous. in second. Really? At 14-4. and four, A tied for third with Bradley and you and I, both 12-6. and, six. and also Drake, Drake falls to five? Well, they're also 12-6. and six. So you got a three-way tie at 12-6 and six for third. The way that it would break down the record between the teams, Bradley would be the three-seed. You and I, the four seed, Drake, the five. We get Drake, you and I in the quarterfinals winner. More than likely gets loyal in the semis. Well, you're going to have to get him a vi- get through them eventually. You would think so, yeah. Uh, so what, what? let me get Drake's schedule up in front of me. What have they got left? They, they've, got, um, they've got one more with Loyola, right? They, Here it is. Um, so Bradley. Bra- oh, Bradley At still Bradley. to come. Ooh, that's a big spot. That's this. Uh, that's Saturday, and then Evansville, then at Loyola, Indiana State, Valpo, Southern Illinois. So, at the end, those last three, you got to think those are clearly three winnable basketball. Even the Evansville game, mm-hmm. uh, they're struggling this year. But on the road at Bradley, on the road at Loyola, so their two toughest games they split. Uh, they're they're both on the road rather, both roadies. Uh, the Panthers, conversely, you mentioned it. They've got Loyola twice. Yeah. And most state once. Mm-hmm. And the other two are road games at Illinois State and Indiana State. Mm. Certainly not gimmies by any means. They're favored to beat Illinois State by three and Indiana State by five. Well, um, poof, this is going to be fun to watch down the stretch because we still think it's a one-bed league, right? Right, yeah. I mean, Loyola pretty much had to run the table yeah. before last night, right. get to the championship, mm-hmm. and maybe. That hurt. Now with another loss from Loyola. That hurt the conference. Yeah, just don't see it happening. They're 18-5. and five. They the guy have one, two, three, the be eight more wins. That would put them at twenty four and six, twenty four and seven. 
Probably not. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I, I'm anxious to get feedback. Once, uh, when, once you tweeted from our account the, the video uh, mm-hmm. of, of the inbounds play right from the baseline. It's a great shot. Um, tweet us back and let us know what you think. <laughs> you can see DeVries fingers going underneath the basketball the basketball starts coming back in or does clay who's inbounding the ball was it him that started to bring the ball back because if it was if devries did touch the basketball that's drake ball all day long man you can make you know what trent you got to stick with the call on the floor right it's it's not definitive it's not definitive and the left hand of the Missouri State player as he said the ball comes back towards him mm-hmm. his left hand is back behind the ball though and I believe that's where he gathers. I don't think DeVries made the contact there. But you can see DeVries reaching kind of yep. underneath the basketball, yes. which would have got it going back in that direction. It's so tough. And then to see Darren DeVries on the side. He was right there, too. Yeah, he, he was right there. Now, he wasn't looking. If you if you lo- notice the video clip, at least at the beginning, he's looking at one of his other players. Um Trying to, I don't know, he's trying to guard the inbounds pass, trying to get his guys lined up properly. But, oh boy, uh, not the best last couple of games at the nap. No. For the good guys. And now it's going to be tough. Fourth Bradley's Avenue. playing really good basketball. They are. They're, they're really heating up. Of course, got that win against Loyola last night. They've not won six of their last seven. Their only loss came to you and I uh, back February 2nd. Mm. So, so when is the 4 5 game? It's Friday. Is that the second game of the day? Yes. So the the conference champion kicks off the tournament yep. against the winner of a play-in game. Of oh, the 8-9 game, yep. The 8-9 game. Then the 4-5, mm-hmm. then the second place gets the 7-10 winner. Yep. And the 3-6 is the late game on Friday. That's yep. the way it used to be. That's what it is. Yep, 8-30 for that last game. Uh-huh. And that's a fun one if you get to play in that game and then go out it's afterwards one. in St. Louis. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a funner one when you're down there to cover the Panthers or the Bulldogs and they've played earlier in the day and you don't you get have the whole day in front of you. Yeah. Uh, well, they very well could play in that yeah, they four could. five game. They Man, could. That would because I, I had almost crossed Bradley out. I felt like it was four teams really towards yeah, the top, too. but the way they played lately, they lost four out of five early on in the conference. Kind of, eh, I don't think they got it this year, but I'll tell you their coach. I've told you their coach before, Brian Wardle. He played at Marquette. Mm-hmm. He is a red ass. He is a pain <laughs> in the butt, but he's got a lot of new pieces, and they're finally coming together. This race is going to be great. It is. It's uh, And there's, what, three weeks left? Well, we'll have to get to uh, Gary Rhyme a couple of times in the mm-hmm. next couple of weeks because the curtain is coming down on his lengthy uh, UNI Panther broadcasting career, so we'll get Gary in here a couple more times uh, before he bids adieu and... Moves to Florida on a full-time basis. I guess him and his wife are already there, right? Yes. Do yeah. they live in the villages? Yes, I believe that's what it that's is. That's where I've seen all the commercials for those places oh, really? in Florida. Yeah, for... Seems like you're being targeted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 60-somethings, uh-huh. right? Coming toward the end, and I wonder if that's the case. Well, probably. They know your age. I guess they probably do. Hmm. That's cookies, right, that do that? Or what is that? Yeah. I don't know what yeah. it is. Anyways. All right, so what else from the world of sports? Uh, anything Super Bowl-wise catch your attention yesterday? Uh, it's kind of been... Quiet? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't even... They must have had media day in some form or fashion. Right. But I don't think it was... And maybe this is one of the good things that's come out of the pandemic is, you know, the gathering, the masses of people that get in to ask, you know, you know, question off the wall questions. Well, I did uh, hear one off the wall question to Joe Burrow. He was asked about 
his days and names. I heard the response, yeah. And the tap water. Right. Which is, he can't remember, didn't remember a thing about it. No. Well, he was four. Right. But he, he does remember that in the basement of the house that the, his family lived in, there was a big, I don't know, pole or something. And he had a basketball hoop. And that's what he remembers about Ames. Just gives you a chance to play the Hooray for Ames song once again. Once again, yeah. That's pretty cool, though, that, uh, you know, that the family, that there are some. Well, he's born. We've got a Super Bowl yeah. quarterback born in the state of Iowa, born in Ames, uh, which is pretty cool, uh, nonetheless. Man, the, uh, the hype around this kid and the. Oh, some of the game's biggest names, both past and present, and the praises that they're heaping on Joe Burrow, and understandably so. I mean, look what look what his career. And do you realize they have, I think, the second most cap room coming up this year? Yeah, they really? Are they going to spend it? I mean, that's well, yeah, they're going to do. We're going to do the re- offensive line, right? I mean, that's pretty easy, uh-huh. though, right? They're they're set at receiver. They're mm-hmm. set at running back. I like the defense, and it could get better. It can. You know what? We killed Eli Apple a little, and rightly. I mean, he was awful with the Giants, and it yeah. didn't work out with New Orleans. He's been, and he's a weird duck. He, absolutely, but he's been okay. Showed up to his first day of practice his rookie year with the Giants. Yeah. His mama dropped him off. Right. Yeah, she's a little overbearing too. Yeah, you don't think you heard in the locker room about that once when the <laughs> when the when the rest of the team found out about that. He was ripping New Orleans uh, before they played the Saints and talking about it. it's the worst food out there. Just on and on. And he, he ends up there. He's a, he's a different kind of guy, isn't he? Yeah, but he's, he certainly has played well throughout this playoffs. Like they got a, they got a bunch of turnovers against the Chiefs, um, or a couple in, in in that game. And I don't know the the uh, the Rams turned the ball over a bunch that let the uh, Buccaneers back into the football game. I don't think you're going to see that. Is this high scoring, low scoring? I th- I think we might be sitting on a blowout. You really do. I do. And if that's the case, it's it's in the favor of the Rams, right? You know, 30-13. Really? The smoke and mirrors of Cincinnati. The playoffs have been... So- Here's my fear, Trent, and this is why I think you're going to be right. The playoffs have been so good. Yeah. Overtime, overtime, overtime. One score, last, game, last play, the game wins. We're due for a stinker. Right. We had so many of them wild card weekend. Divisional round was as good as we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Conference championship week was phenomenal. Great. Yeah, it feels like maybe it that's kind of happen. feels yeah. like we're headed in that direction. Unfortunately, well, I'm sticking with Cincinnati. You are, yeah, just because I mean I'm I'm rooting. For, I love the Burrow story. Everything football wise, though, that I think about points me to the Rams and this whole because of why the defensive line, defensive line versus their offensive uh-huh. line. Stackham, well, and and here's Cup. Burrow's really. It, the way he struggles the most is against zone. Why the Rams do a lot, a lot of zone. Mm-hmm. It, it just there's so many football things that I look at and points to. Just say Rams are better. There's this was a ten and seven football team that had a little magic dust sprinkled yeah. on them, and it's going to continue here. That's where I am at this point. I, I laid the points, and I'm going to lay the points. I think going forward, I grabbed Cincinnati right away that Sunday night, right after the conference championship games, and I've talked myself. Well, you see, by the way, if you if you uh, have a Caesars app, if you're on William Hill or you've downloaded Caesars, they bumped the number down to three and a half for 24 hours. Oh, really? They are begging for Rams money. And we heard that yesterday. We had Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa, on our television show um, yesterday when we taped it at Mediacom. And we had Derek Stevens on. And he kind of said that not, he didn't come out and say that they're going to you know move the number. But all they're seeing is Bengals money line. You were listening. You heard. You... So that makes sense to me, too. And it's something actually before we talked to Derek, I thought that would be the one we saw maybe the most movement from is 
And again, we're talking about now a different world of gambling, a different world where you got more recreational betters than ever before. Mm-hmm. People that open an account and throw 100, 200 bucks in there and just going to play around with it. For Nine out of 10 bets will be made on a device, on an app, not going to a brick and mortar um, facility. So you think of that and you're looking at it. All right, I'm going to throw my 50 bucks on the game. All right, so I can bet $50 on Cincinnati. And I'll get back forty five, or mm-hmm. I put my fifty bucks down and I get eighty five, eighty five dollars. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to bet Cincinnati, why not? Right. So I think the recreational better is going to do that. It's a tighter point spread, and I think that also plays in. And the magic to Joe Burrow, I think people are believing in it too. Mm-hmm. Who's more nervous coming out for that opening drive, Stafford or Burrow? Stafford? That's what I think. There's too. way more pressure on the Rams. They went all in this year. Yes. Look, Joe Burrow. I get the Super Bowl is a little different from the national championship, but not when you're a senior in college. There's a lot of pressure on the quarterback mm-hmm. at LSU that particular night, and he didn't flinch. Right. Didn't flinch. I, I just think he's Joe Cool. I really and truly do. Um, I, I don't think it'll phase him now. Stafford, on the other hand. I know he's saying the right things. This is just a normal game. No, it's not. Right. Everybody says that, and then they get asked after the game. Well, leading up to the game, you said it was just, no, it really wasn't. Yeah. It was anything but a normal game. What do you make about the home field advantage? I don't think it's being put into the line enough. I think it's, You don't think it's enough? I don't think so. I, every analytical number that I yeah. see, what do you put norm, normal home field? Now, again... We've talked about this a lot throughout this football season. And Chris Andrews, who joined us earlier this week from the South Point, basically said the three-point home, adv- home field advantage is gone in the NFL. It's not right. a true thing. Right. Only two teams have true home field three-point mm-hmm. home advantage. The Packers mm-hmm. and Seattle are the only remaining teams in the NFL. Chiefs are close, but Seattle yep. and, and Green Bay are the two. So for the Rams, it's probably during the normal course of the season, not when they're playing San Francisco and it's 50-50. Right. It's about one and a half. So you got this. Think about now the Rams. They have been at home for the last three weeks. They've been sleeping in their beds. Mm-hmm. They've been going through workouts the same. They don't get the same locker room. No. Is, that, is that worth mm. a, a quarter of a point? Mm. But there's got to be something baked in here because I look at football DVOA. I look at some other analytical numbers, and this should be about a four, three and a half, four point game. Home field still to me is still a point and a half at least. Yeah, they'll have more fans there, but it won't right. be as disparate. They'll be, I don't know. It was, here's the thing about the Super Bowl and the ticket price that, that's really changed. So earlier this week, well, when, when the game, when the opponents were first determined, so back to championship weekend, the get in price instantly following the NFC championship game, the worst seats in the house, you could get in the building for 5,900 bucks. Earlier this week, like Tuesday, that, that ticket price, had come down, you can get in for about $5,000. At one point yesterday, the tickets, I'm just going to say all the way down, <laughs> but were $4,000. So the market is collapsing a little bit as far as the tickets. Right after the, uh, right after the NFC Championship, the, up, the, the last row in the corner of the end zone, 5900 bucks. That ticket Tuesday was five grand. Now it's four grand. Mm. So, are Rams fans not snapping them up the way that you would have thought? You know, Derek made a really um, a point that I never even thought of. Not, not about gambling, Derek Stevens. Um, just what a blow it is to the hospitality industry in Los Angeles. Right. That both teams' fan bases aren't flying in for the game and taking up hotel rooms and taking up tables in restaurants or seats at bars. Yep. Because that's the, that's, that's the way it always, well, it wasn't last year with Tampa Bay, but mm-hmm. um, that's a really good point. 
And as far as the economic trickle-down impact-wise. When we get the Super Bowl in Vegas, they don't want the Raiders there. They do not want the Raiders there. Not That's the last team they want. Now, I don't think they'd publicly come out and say that, that we don't want the Raiders. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think that that would be said um, you know, out loud, but... Um, they don't want the Raiders. No. no doubt about it. All right, we will take a time out. We're going to have our friend Andy from Claxons in here. Want to uh, help him out a little bit with the promotion? So good to us uh, throughout the fifty-two weeks of the year that we give four of our listeners every Friday an opportunity to win Claxons barbecue. Andy's going to uh, sit down on in here with us. Maybe ask him a barbecue, a smoking question, not smoking, but smoking meat question. Um, <laughs> Or, or two, and then go over the special. Claxons in Altoona. But again, as we said at the beginning of the show, regardless of where you are in the city or in the uh, listening audience, well, maybe not you folks over. Uh, I know that they're, they're listening all over the state on that device. Well, make sure when you're in central Iowa. Make sure. That's a good yes. point. Uh, but if you are, and if you're hosting a party or hosting the family, you don't know what to have, a uh, little BBQ, Andy will tell us what Claxons has going on. Lee Sterling will be here in 20 minutes. We'll go over some of the props with Lee from Paramount Sports. We take you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, Miller & Condon, underway on a Thursday. We got a little $1,000 hand uh, slam dunk, too. We do, Trent. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, go to KXNO.com right now. There's been 10 winners in the building. Numbers up from 10. It was 8 yesterday. Yes, two more winners on the Des Moines Cluster. KXNO, nary a winner as of yet. So we're due. You can look at it that way. Yeah, positivity. Um, KXNO.com, keyword, work. Keyword, work. KXNO.com, enter that, your chance to win a grand. Des Moines is on a bit of a roll inside the building here, not KXNO. Let's change that. Work, KXNO.com. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Back to Miller & Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. About 25 minutes before the hour of 11. Well, there's been some uh, news since we went to break. I'm an optimist. Uh-oh. I That's not true. Bait- <laughs> In this case, Condon, <laughs> okay. I think baseball's inching towards an agreement. Don't tease me. Universal DH, in. Owners, on board. Okay. They are meeting on Saturday. Manfred says he's he's optimistic. Mm-hmm. They need four weeks before uh, the regular season to get spring training in. Mm-hmm. They realize, he said, it would be disastrous for the sport if we were not to meet the regular season. Big weekend of negotiating, but there are some boxes being checked. Stand by. Saying all the right things. They are. They are. And the Universal DH and draft compensation is out, so I think that they have acquiesced to the players on a couple of issues. Look, it's not over yet, Mm -hmm. but can the optimist... (laughs) <laughs> I gotta wash my mouth. Yeah, yeah. So I hate to lie. Andy is here from Claxons. No lying about this. Uh, we are so grateful to you, Andy, uh, for what you do for our radio program by allowing us to give your unbelievable barbecue away to two of our listeners each and every week. 
uh, with our Claxons promotion. Thank you for that, brother. It means a lot that you do that for us, and it's a uh, it's a great benefit to our show. How are you? Just fine. How are you guys today? Do- I, I appreciate everything you do for us as uh, well. Uh, I hope it's a two way street. We certainly um, appreciate the relationship. So we wanted to have you in as we have in the past. Super Bowl is a is a big. There's still Super Bowl parties, and uh, as we talk, we both feel that um, you know we're coming to the end of COVID. <laughs> we, yes, everybody's had enough, yes. right? Everybody's had enough. Um, let's, uh, as the governor said, let's learn to live with it. I know people may not feel that way, but uh, teach their own, and I certainly won't change any opinions. But uh, if people are gathering for Super Bowls, and you know that's up to them to do the cooking or provide the grub, you make it so easy. But there is a deadline. You can only order by 6 o'clock on Saturday. So what will... Um, folks find when they order your Super Bowl special? Well, we do. We call it our Super Bowl bundle. So basically, it's a little bit of everything that you need. Um, you either take to a party or have um, for your family at home. Since a lot of people do stay home for the Super Bowl, um, whether there's a pandemic or not. Mm-hmm. So um, so we've got a Super Bowl bundle that includes a quart of our brisket chili, which has got ground beef and chunks of beef brisket in it. You get a full pound of our chicken wings with both of our sauces, our creeper sauce and our honey barbecue sauce. You get a full order of our pulled pork nachos that you can just slide on a tray. And then you also get a pound of pulled pork with four buns and extra barbecue sauce. $49.99. Easily feed six people. Uh, or put it on a buffet with other things, as and well. that'll knock off six folks, right? So that's less than ten bucks a head. Absolutely, yeah, yes, it's uh, the best deal we could come up with. Yep, um, that's why we're using a lot of pork. So there's no substitutions on the order. Oh sure, um, and we have uh, we've got forty of them all together, mm-hmm. and we're sold out about half of them so far. So. We're hoping in the next 48 hours to sell the other half, and I will be there myself Sunday morning Nice uh, uh, dealing all these out to people. So you mentioned chili, and when I think Super Bowl, I think chili. Absolutely. It's your brisket chili, which I just had a taste of your brisket. As always, it's incredible. Your brisket sandwich is my all-time favorite. Your brisket's great. So tell me about brisket chili, because I am highly intrigued by this. Well, the brisket chili is um, kind of a version of my dad's chili. Um, so that's how you got. That's how you found the passion for for barbecue, for, through your dad. Yes, it was uh, one of the first things I ever got any kind of affirmation out of for my dad. Okay, was my first time I ever cooked a steak on the grill. <laughs> really, and uh, it was it was tough getting it. So uh, once I got yeah. it, uh, I kind of rolled with it. And uh, anytime I was in trouble, I offered to cook dinner. Nice. <laughs> so it was. Uh, uh, so that really got me going. My mom was a good cook as well, so mm. I was under her feet. From but a it's very Dad's age. recipe. I've got a few, of, a lot of family recipes on the menu. Yeah. So it's his chili recipe, and then he didn't have brisket in it. So what we do is we take our ends and pieces and the stuff that we mm-hmm. can't sell, or it's you know literally too ugly to sell. Right. And uh, so we we cube it up, and then we throw it in. So each batch has uh, you know five pounds of ground beef, but it has three pounds of brisket in it as well. What's the most difficult for a novice? I mean, guys are buying smokers all the time. It's mm-hmm. becoming a real passion, a real hobby. What's the most difficult meat to smoke? What did what did it take you the longest to master? The brisket, yeah, by far, by far. What's so, the trick? It's low and slow, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, our brisket goes for fourteen hours, um, and then. Then the key is to wrap it and, and let it let, sit. Just let it sit, yeah. and then even after that, you can put it back in for another hour. So once the brisket hits two hundred degrees, 
mm-hmm. than the. Um, but to do that without drying it out is very difficult. What paper? I see brown paper being used. Is it's that... a it's a butcher paper. Okay, it's, we use it on our plates actually, but uh, um, it's a butcher paper. Some of them are wax lined. Um, yep. We use just regular. Um, sanitary paper, wrap it up, and uh, or you can use aluminum foil. Sometimes we use cellophane. It depends on what you've got. And mm-hmm. so if you use the cellophane, um, that helps tenderize it even quicker because it really, really uh, keeps the juices in. So when when you when you're smoking your brisket for 14 hours, I mean obviously that's happening overnight because you, yeah, So you don't have to babysit it, do you? Not, do you have somebody that's there to do that? Not on, not on the brisket or the pork okay. butt. So we have a, a big Southern Pride smoker in the kitchen, mm-hmm. which has an electric backup on it. So um, so it comes to temp, it, you put a big uh, hickory log in there, and it kind of smolders throughout the night. Uh, everything else, we still have my old original Oklahoma Joe wow. stick burner that I cook. we cook outside. Uh, from the ribs, the prime ribs. From the your original wings. place when from, you first started? Yeah, from the wow. original place. That Which was is, just east of where you're at now. Yeah, about a mile east, just right. catty corner where the Walgreens yeah. is now right. in Altoona. There used to, it used to be an old Iowa realty building, and we turned it into a restaurant. I uh, remember that well. I ate there a bunch of times. Absolutely. You guys had the whole dining room to <laughs> Some days we did. We'd come over at lunch. <laughs> what about wood? I, I hear while I use this type of wood. Is there, is there a magic wood that makes the, the – and, and what does it – can it, you actually tell the difference? It really is a preference. I mean, but you can tell you the You can tell the difference. The, uh, yeah. Like, we like to mix on the stick burner out back – mix hickory and white oak the hickory tends to get a little too astringent got a little too okay. more creosote taste if you over smoke stuff yeah so the, the the oak mellows it out um, pecan is my favorite but you really can't get it oh. here so the mixture of the hickory and the oak kind of is more similar to pecan uh, mesquite obviously you don't get a lot around here that's more of a texas southwest thing mm-hmm. i like mesquite for beef uh, like burgers or to do brisket with um but um, around here it's pretty much oak and hickory and then we use fruit woods when we're doing like a whole hog or something like that easiest to prepare easiest meat to prepare would it be sausage yeah absolutely i mean yeah. it comes in pretty much prepared the andouille sausage we have is a very high quality very yeah. lean um, it's, it's delicious not very fatty and it's yeah. really really good um and it's uh so obviously that's the easiest but as far as um you know ham's pretty much ready to go so we mm-hmm. double smoke our ham and mm-hmm. the uh the turkeys are fairly simple as well all right before we uh get you out of here let's go over this one more time so you have to have your order in by did you say four o'clock six o'clock on saturday six o'clock on saturday right. you just give us a call at 515-967-7979 or online klaxonbbq.com klaxonbbq.com yeah we don't we don't take any orders over the phone or over the uh, website uh, right and the website is having some issues right now oh so is it okay if you can call just call the restaurant we'll get you set up with the bundle or when the website's working again you will be able to link gotcha. to make an order so that's what we're working on right now so it's uh but again you get the brisket chili yep you get the the nachos the wings and the pulled pork sandwiches all for forty nine ninety. Uh we have a a caller wants to ask you a barbecue question. Are you good with that? We could sure. probably do this for a long time. Yeah, too. But we sure, could. Uh, let's get Ryan. Uh, Ryan, welcome to the program. Ryan, now uh, Andy's listening. Fire away. I have a question. I usually do the tried and true method with the wings of deep fat frying bread and all that. But when I smoke them, they're never. They don't get the crispiness. So after smoking them, will you put them under the broiler? 
little bit on the grill, or do you don't do anything? I was going to do a test batch on Saturday before the game Sunday. So what we do with the Thanks, wings Ryan. to take some of the moisture out to help them crisp up later is we rub them first the night before. And when you do that, the next morning you'll find there's a lot of liquid in the bottom. Hmm. So then we smoke them, par smoke them. So we'll smoke them for about two hours and get them, get them about uh, three-quarters of the way there. And uh, then we get them out, um, check the seasoning on them, and then we throw them in the fryer. So they're, they're smoked, and then they're fried. And, and the fryer gets them all the way there, so then they're moist. And then, so, and then if we're going to use them the next day, we go ahead and smoke them all the way through. But then you only need to put them in the fryer long enough to crunch them up because yeah. they're already smoked mm-hmm. and they're already cooked. So, um, so that's how we do it. A lot of places I would love to be able to roll it around the grill with garlic and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it just destroys the grill. Does it? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it just leaves so much residue. And yeah. and, and uh, but they are tasty that way. And uh, but then we do them naked, or we can have the sauce on them. Um, usually, when you get them to go, we leave them naked, put the sauce on the mm-hmm. side so that you don't get that pasty look mm-hmm. on them. So you can toss them yourself right before you eat them. Uh, we've probably got, we're, we're over time, but to get 10 seconds on this, that smoker, the what do you call it, Oklahoma? My, it's an original Oklahoma joke, How, quarter plate steel. It's uh, unbelievable. How many pounds of meat do you <laughs> estimate you have gone through that smoker since you opened 25 years ago? Oh, my God. I <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. I know that even right many now, thousands? We're, yeah, we're doing a couple hundred pounds of week on it yeah. as we speak so um, it would be in the, the hundreds of thousands of pounds that bad boy's got some character has, does it, <laughs> it does that's why it doesn't go on catering jobs uh, anymore don't play so we've got a new one a pretty one out front for that now. uh com. you can find the website there you can find the phone number there you can find the menu the special the super bowl uh, bundle as it's called uh, again if you uh, if you're hosting if you're uh, heading out and it's up to you to bring the grub let Andy help you out, but there's only a limited amount of these, and you have to order by 6 o'clock on Saturday, pick up on Sunday. Did I get that right? Pick up on Sunday. We actually close at 4 o'clock for Super yep. Bowls, um, so you have to pick them up by 3 o'clock on Sunday, and we'll have it warm and ready to go. And if you want to warm it up later, we'll give you instructions on how to do that. You're the man, my friend. Again, thank you for what you do for Trent and I and what you've done for me for through so many uh, versions of this of some part of this radio program. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. I appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks, Andy. Uh, we'll take a time out. Uh, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports is next. Miller and Condon. A fun segment. Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Christopher Cruz from Data Purchase. See dealer for complete details. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Well, for the final time for this football season, he's our friend Lee Sterling. He joins us each and every Thursday uh, during the college football season. Back for us for the Super Bowl, and he does a bowl special with us as well. Uh, Grateful to have him, and he's Lee Sterling, and here he is. Hello, Lee Sterling. How are you? Uh, Well, I'm actually finally recovered. I actually had COVID, so it wasn't too bad. Good. So like everyone else in the country, I got COVID, and uh, it's actually at a University of Miami basketball game, one of the first things that I went out and wow. went to in public, uh, 
had a mask on, but still caught it. Uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, glad you seem to be yeah. on the other side of it. And uh, yeah. right in time for Super Bowl Sunday, and away we go. Mm-hmm. Trenton reminded me that your daughter is on such a roll. <laughs> now, we can't bet on the length of the national anthem in Iowa. That is not allowed in the state of Iowa. But oh, you can't allow it? No, a, a lot of states do. A lot. There's a few states yeah, that don't well. allow it of the 30. Far off places, though. You can still bet far away places. <laughs> yes. Right, that's true. Um, okay. Your daughter's on a roll. Uh, uh, does she let dad know who she likes as far as yeah, what side? So, yeah, she does. And and uh, I think it's partially contingent uh, because I'm still, <laughs> she's still on the payroll. She just ah. moved to New York City until she lands a big gig enough to uh, pay the freight. Um, but I think she would anyway. But she likes breaking it down. And are you guys familiar with Mickey Guyton, who's nope. going to sing the national anthem? Not really, not, no. Okay, I did not know much about her. And I knew the name. I listened to her sing the national anthem. She did it twice with two tracks for two different events. You can even listen to them on YouTube. (laughs) Her voice is incredible. I mean, one of the greatest voices I've ever heard. And I'm not much of a country western fan, but actually listened to some of her songs. And I would go to one of her concerts after listening to her. She is that good. And it takes a lot for me to say that. I've been to, I think, two country western (laughs) concerts in my life. So here's what my daughter said. She was actually home over the weekend, and she was in the room locked in there for two hours, and she came out smiling. And she told me she's a well-trained singer with amazing pipes. And my daughter is very tough on most people's voices. And she said her vocal control is suburb. And she said she's going to try to prove her vocal capability to the world with this performance. So she sang it twice at a minute 24 and a minute 27, but those are with quick tracks. And she was rushing through it. She was cutting phrases short. And um, she just feels that there's a history of letting people take their time with the National Anthem the last nine years. Seven of the last nine Super Bowls have been over two minutes. And the other two were even over 135, which is the over-under here. So if this I found interesting. Her passion for wanting to become a recording artist yeah. stems from her first watching Leanne Rimes sing the national anthem at a Texas Rangers game. She grew up in Arlington, Texas. And my daughter just feels that this is her moment to sing the song that inspired her on her life's path on the biggest stage in the world, and she's going to she's gonna go out and absolutely do an amazing job. So we're going to over one minute and 35 seconds on the over, national anthem over. with Mick, country western star uh, Mickey Guyton, and it's actually as, as strong as my uh, play on the Super Bowl. Wow, that's really <laughs> something. Well, I know there's a lot of folks that are getting on airplanes here within the sound of our voice, and you can make that bet in uh, in, in Nevada, in Las Vegas. So yep. over on the anthem. Yep. Over yep. on, on the, the anthem big. So we're going to start off with a win there. We got over on the yep. anthem. Let's get into the game. Let's get yep. into some player props. What's jumping off the okay. board for you, Lee Sterling? Okay. Joe Burrow, over 10 and a half rushing yards. Hmm. They don't, a lot of people don't realize this. They don't count sacks. So he can get sacked nine times, like the first playoff game, and lose 80 yards, and th- doesn't count. All he needs is one rush for 12 yards, 11, 12 yards, and you're over. In fact, he had two long rushes uh, on third and eight and third and nine where he got first downs, and he realizes the moment he's going to be going up against a real tough defensive line uh, in Aaron Donald and Mates and Von Miller, so they're going to be after him, and he's he's not going to sit there in the pocket long. If he needs a first down, he'll run and get it over 10.5 rushing yards. 
Also, like Cincinnati's Trey Hendrickson, over a half a sack, 14 sacks in the regular season, two and a half in the playoffs, including a strip sack. We'll go over a half sack there. Longest field goal made over 47 yards. It seems like kickers now. These are, and these are two guys that can bomb field goals. Mm-hmm. Anything under 58 yards is like 70% play this year, it seems like, in the NFL. And uh, also, longest touchdown, over under 42.5 yards. I think we'll have a long score by one of these teams with uh, uh, teams both having great receivers. Well, speaking of those receivers, it, it seems to me, and I want to get your take when you're handicapping this game, Lee, and if you could do so here in about 30 seconds so we can save some time to talk about Paramount Sports at the end. I think Ramsey's going to see Chase all day long and vice versa, yep. right? So, yep. therefore, I think that uh, that Chase probably will be under, and maybe Boyd and Higgins are the benefactors of that, and maybe they become more of a target for Joe Burrow. Is that too, uh, uh, is that, uh, too simplistic? Yes, I agree with you 100%. Here's, here's the problem for Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati has an edge at quarterback and a kicker. But other than that, they don't have an edge anywhere. I think the defensive line is that good for the Rams and the Cincinnati offensive line that porous. Uh, they, I felt, overcame uh, a lot in their games, just like the Rams had to in the last game. But I feel the Rams are surprisingly going to run the football in this game here. And the Rams' defensive line... Uh, has not allowed a hundred yard rush rushing here uh, in the entire playoffs. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to lay the four points. It's three and a half. Some places down a little bit. Some places four and a half. The average line's four. We'll, we'll go with the Rams winning this game, thirty-one twenty. Going with the Rams and going to take uh, the laying of the points with that one. Well, we know this is not alone at Paramount Sports League. You always have so many other props that people can get involved with. Super Bowl year after year, you're so good in it. How can people get involved with more with Paramount Sports? Okay, so if they want to get the game, and it looks like we might have something on the total, uh, you can get that, including top 10 prop plays. It's normally $197, $97. We will also include hockey and basketball. College basketball has been incredible over the last couple of weeks, and NBA. All that uh, through Sunday. Get it starting today, so you get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, $97. UFC card on Saturday night. Uh, we'll have seven selections, $47. And if we don't win, uh, the next two cards in the end of the month are on me. So everything's up and available. ParamountSports.com. Lee, again, uh, really enjoyed this segment uh, throughout the regular season. Look forward to catching back up with you in August. And glad you're on the mend and seemingly on the other side of that COVID. Thank you, Lee Sterling, for what you do. ParamountSports.com. Thanks, Thanks Lee. Good to talk to you. Hour two coming up next. Trent and I will maybe spend a little more time on those props. Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal Star, is going to join us as well. Got some brisket tea during the break. Got to keep Connor away see from us. salivating over there. Are <laughs> uh, you going to put a lock on the door? <laughs> is there one? Des Moines <laughs> Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.